Fred Bracciani of TSC here with our friends at Bullying. We're kicking it, the top anti-bullying charity in the country. We're here raising money and raising awareness for this great cause. And we have new interviews with boxing legends Ray Mercer and Al Ice Cole. Plus, we're going to throw it back to our favorite interviews with celebrity endorsers of this great cause that is kicking it. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of TSC News on MNN. Kicking it ambassador, merciless Ray Mercer, Olympic gold medalist, former world champ. Ray, you were doing some golfing today to try to put an end to bullying. How'd you do? I did uh, fairly well. I learned a couple of uh, different techniques. Um, I can make connections with the ball now, which is better than I can say for my last game. Well, if it makes you feel better, you're, you're a lot better than me. So uh, I, think, I, think you got, I think you got some, some progress here. Now, before we get to everything we're doing here with kicking it, I see you're rocking a lot of Steelers swag. You, you got the hat. If you want to show off the rings. You got you got some rings. You got some ri- Hall of Fame rings. You got you got you got some rings. Uh, where'd you find these? Can you explain all of them? Uh, Florida Hall of Fame, North and South Carolina Hall of Fame, Marines Hall of Fame, uh, Olympic gold medal, nineteen eighty-eight. J- just incredible, and, and here you are. You're, you're for anybody that's ever met Ray, he's a super down-to-earth guy. Been a contributor to kicking it for a long time. You wouldn't know he's an Olympic gold medalist just by talking to him. <laughs> But when it, but when you, you're a humble guy, but when you sit down and you, and you look back and you see all the respect that you've been getting from all these people here and you think of where your place in history is, I mean, what comes to mind for you? Oh, man, it's, it's great. I mean, it makes me appreciate the things that I did. I mean, I didn't think they were so big, but, you know, to have people coming up to you on autographs and you being able to do things to help kids or whatever, it's a blessing, man. And, and I, would, I wouldn't have life any other way. I mean, it's great. Now, last time I saw you, you were on a really good workout plan, dropped a lot of weight. You're still looking great here. What's your secret? Uh, well, I quit drinking alcohol for one thing, and you just have to eat right and live right. That's what I've been doing. I'm getting a little older in life now. It's time to, uh, you know, get the best out of life, and that's uh, feeling good. Otto Valin gave Tyson Fury a major scare. I mean, really, with that, with that deep cut and everything, I think it was almost yeah. like 40, 40 stitches. And Tyson Fury, while he did decisively win the fight, did look human. And, of course, you know, Deontay Wilder still got one more obstacle before they allegedly make that fight in 2020. Do you think we'll finally get the rematch in 2020, and who do you got? I got Tyson Fury in uh, 2020. Wow. And any reason why? Uh, I just think he's a better boxer than uh, Dante Wilder. Dante Wilder does not have, you know, too good a boxing skills. He's got a lot of power. But you cannot win every fight by knocking everybody out. Now, we're also here, of course, for bullying. We're kicking it. Can you tell people a little bit about kickingit.org and what brings us here? Well, I mean, the kicking it is uh, it's, it's all about the kids, man. And uh, we have Gina Marie. She's sitting here. She's doing a great job with kicking it. And, uh, you know, I've been a part of it for, for years, and I'm always going to be a part of it. Uh, it's a great program for the kids, and, uh, you know, it, it helps out the parents and everything. And, you know, um, Gina, just, she's just, she just a great person. And, and you know, I, when I met her, I just wanted to be a part of what she was doing, um, which is bullying. And we have that's a big problem in the United States right now. And, you know, over 200 kids a year commit suicide because of bullying. So uh, with that, that makes it... Uh, our big problem, man, and we got to come to some kind of conclusion to uh, help them kids out. Absolutely, and if you'd like to make a donation, visit kickingit.org. That's kickingit.org, the only anti-bullying center in the entire United States. They're doing some great things. We're doing some great things here with Ray Mercer, legend Al Ice Cole. We're here for Kicking It, put an end to bullying at the Concordia Golf Club. Al, how's your golf game? Uh, it's getting a little bit better. Surprisingly, it's getting a little bit better. 
And um, it can't be too bad because this is my first time playing. So anything better is worse. Now, our good friend Ray Mercer, who's been a longtime contributor of this great cause, this great foundation, uh, he claims that you wouldn't have been a world champion without him. Now, I'm, I'm hearing rumors it might be the other way around. Oh, yes, yes. Mercer is like, he's my buddy. We've been amateur pals. We was both in the Army together. No one really realized that. I was the light heavyweight. He was the heavyweight. So Mercer was always fighting in Germany overseas. Then when he came to the U.S., he didn't really know nobody because he's been overseas. And I was just trying to motivate him to tell him which fighters is better and which fighters are worse, that it, which ones he can easily knock out. It, matter for, it didn't even matter which one he could knock out because he knocked them all out. <laughs> mm. Oh, for, for sure. And you're somebody that is a New Jersey legend. It grew up in, grew up in South Jersey. And to see kind of the resurgence in Atlantic City and in overall the sport in New Jersey, what are your thoughts on all that? Uh, well, I'm really not so sure because you know what? Depends on a lot of fighters. Like, we was very big when boxers came along. Boxers has faded off, so we're not the same as it used to be. That's the big thing. But we had a big thing with the triple threat, Ray Mercer, Charles Murray, and myself. We all came off the Olympic team. So when boxing was back then in the early 90s, up to 2000, that's when boxing was boxing. Now, it's coming back. It's coming back, but it's not as exciting. It's just starting to bring back some stuff. Yeah, I mean, I, I do think with, like, ESPN Plus and DAZN, I mean, it is tough to keep up with all of it because it's on different networks. But the nice thing is that a lot of these companies are investing in boxing. Oh, yes, that's a good thing because now so many more companies, like when I, like I said, when we was fighting, it was the triple threat with Ray Mercer, Charles Murray, myself, but also had other up-and-coming guys with a big fan favorite, uh, Arturo Gotti, God rest his soul. So back then, boxing was really exciting and fun. Now, and every casino was, like, big, so exciting fight. It was, like... Like always back, it almost back to the days of when Sugar Ray and them was on ABC Wide World of Sports. For you as a boxer, what was the toughest aspect of boxing? Was it the training, the weight cut, getting to the fight? What was, what was the hardest part for you? Myself, it was the same thing about being keep myself boldly fake. I had to keep myself very focused. I had to be motivated because I was a dominant champ for six years. So. It came a routine. The main thing that was thought about me to make the weight and still f- stay focused and stay hungry. That was the main thing because, you know, fight game was easy. Fighting is easy. Training is what's hard. Well said. Now, we are, of course, here for Bullion. We're kicking it. Can you talk a little bit about what brought you here today and the great cause we're promoting? Oh, well, you know, kicking it. Kicking is a great thing because, you know what, people might realize I'm 6'5 now. But I was a little skinny boy. When I graduated high school, I was only 145, 6'1". So people always didn't think I was big and strong. But I had a little attitude, and I didn't want nobody pushing me around. Back then, you know, we call it, you know, push around, playing around. Now I took it to a different level of being seriously being bullied. And a lot of people are being bullied, so, and I'm really glad to show people like me as a little skinny kid, no one ever thought I'd be a world champ Olympian. Little skinny kid, 6'1, 145, is not the most masculine man in the world. So, but the thing about it is about the bullying and pushing, and we try to teach everybody could do everything. And so we don't want nobody to be bullied or pushed around because I teach the kids even in school. 
sometimes just to teach and you know, believe, believe in yourself. Everybody's not going to be a great athlete. Everybody's not going to be a superstar. Every, so you can define, be the best whatever you could be in what you want to do. So that's what we're trying to encourage everybody self in their own belief, in their own desire. Some people want to be chefs. Some people want to be cooks. It's a different thing, you know. Some people want to be athletes. Some want to be a scientist. Just be the best that you could be. Very wise words from a very wise man. I would imagine, too, events like this, being able to help people, being able to positively impact people, that's going to help you in your transition out of the ring, right? Because I know nothing can compare to being in that ring and, and being the world champ. But do events like this kind of help you fill that void, being able to help people make a positive impact and kind of building a legacy off of what you did in the ring? Yes, yes, definitely, because you know what? I wasn't the biggest and baddest dude or the toughest person or the, the in crowd. I wasn't on the in crowd. I was teased because they used back then used to call me four eyes. I had these big old guinea goo goo glasses and everything. So I was being teased and pushed down a lot. I used to call me Mr. Peabody for some of y'all old, older people don't know the big side. As a kid, I used to go look for fossils. So I was always teased and picked on being a brainiac. See, back, it's more like, you could say, that movie, Revenge of the Nerds. The show, and like, right now, I try to tell everybody, you, the people that so-called picking on these nerds, they so-called nerds, I said, you better watch out and try to become all those so-called nerds' friends because a few years later, they're going to be your CEO, they're going to be your vice president, they're going to be your boss. So you better learn to quit picking on these people and be their friends. So that's the difference when I'm trying to tell instead of just kicking it, instead of just be their friends because you're going to need them in the future. You're not proving something to anybody but yourself, really. You're not, you're not, you, don't, you don't worry about the bullies. You're, at the end of the day, you're, if you're going to be successful, you've got to prove to yourself that you can do it, and then the rest will follow. Exactly. That's what I say. Be the best you could be. Don't worry about everybody else. Just be the best that you could be, and then that will lead. Well, it was a pleasure to talk to you, sir. Before we let you go, where can fans find you online? Oh, well... You know what, I'm just, my, my Instagram, I'm starting another Instagram where it's going to be IceCole190. And that's what it is. I'm, my name is Al Cole, Alfred Cole, but you can see IceCole190 on Instagram. My name is Alfred Ice Cole. We're bullying, we're kicking it together. Now let's throw it back to some interviews with these anti-bullying celebrities. Joined by pro wrestling legend Tommy Dreamer, and I know you're kicking butt in the ring tonight for FWE, but what are you really kicking? We're kicking it for bullying. Um, there's a whole bullying process going on in the world right now. Uh, I've said it before, as a celebrity or someone that people look up to, it's my responsibility to try to pass on knowledge and or be a role model. And, and I have two kids of my own. I have twin girls. And as a dad, as a parent, as a celebrity, whatever, bullying is easily stopped by making people more aware of the situation and the situation is there are people uh, it's a vicious cycle and if you don't stand up and do something for it, it this is the way to end it so that's why we're here and one of the things this organization preaches is individualism in wrestling a lot of times you got to break the mold sometimes it gets stereotyped to one look one size one this your character was far from the mold you certainly broke the mold did your thing became a world champion in ECW and WWE's version of ECW, what advice would you give to kids about being themselves? Because a lot of times, even if kids aren't being bullied, they're afraid to be themselves in fear of getting picked on. Well, I was actually bullied for liking wrestling. Uh, I'm 41 years old. Uh, 
Wrestling wasn't mainstream when I loved it. This has been my dream since I'm nine years old. And a lot of kids are like, oh, wrestling's fake. And those same people have come back to me years later and asked me for tickets or, or told me what big fans their kids are. And, you know, I reminded them of, you know, how they made me feel. Uh, I feel I'm what you said is right. I should not have made it in the WWE or in my career. But heart, passion, and, and believing that I can do it is what, you know, made me do it. Uh, there's guys like Ray Mysterio. He was always told he was too short. There was guys like Taz who was told he was too short. And guys like little Guido was told he was too short. And you know what? They all made it too. And, and no one in the world should hold you back or make fun of you for any reason. And your character is definitely one of the most beloved in wrestling because of the fact that you were kind of like an everyman kind of guy. A lot of people could relate to you. How much did that past of being bullied, you know, being friends with everybody, standing up to people – playing into your character and inspiring others? Uh, Tommy Dreamer really is, wasn't a character. Uh, like you said, this, this is the real me. Um, I, I live it. I go to the grocery store with my wife every Monday, and like, they'll be like, hey, Dreamer, what's up? And I'll be like, hey, what's up? Like, you know, it's funny. One time, me and John Cena went to the gym. Uh, we were in Kansas City, and this guy came up to me. He's like, yo, Dreamer, John Cena's here. And like, I was like, yeah. I'm with him, you know, like, and I was just like, that guy viewed me as Tommy Dreamer from Gold's Gym, not Tommy Dreamer, the guy who's there with John Cena. But it, it's been a blessing for me, but this is, I'm as real as you get. Uh, I deal with every type of issue because I have kids and, and I'm a parent. I got to go to PTA meetings. Uh, it's funny because my butt does not fit in those little, little desks, but you know what? Uh, it, it's cool because, again, I'm, you know, doing what I love still as well as, you know, trying to make a difference. And we'll get you on this. What advice can you give to kids watching at home today? And where can they find you on Twitter to tweet you for advice? Uh, you can find me on, you can email me at thetommydreamer.com. You could follow me on Twitter at thetommydreamer. Um, that's really all I got. And advice is, you know what, if you're different, different is special. And if someone is bothering you, you contact a parent contact someone of authority in school and if you have nobody else or if you feel you have nobody else in the world shoot me an email jay lethal how you doing jay pretty good and yourself pretty good and what brings you here today uh, the great fw action we got a big show stacked from top to bottom and uh, i'm going to be on the show as well so hopefully uh you'll be entertained and so will the people here can you know we're talking about inspiring others trying to help people rise above bullying yeah and one guy that really inspired you that we unfortunately lost last year was the macho man, Randy Savage, who you, know, you impersonated multiple times and also wrestled in tribute to him as Black Machismo. <laughs> <laughs> and I love the poem, by the way, that, oh, you, that, you. that you did for him. And just talk a little bit about his influence on you because we have a lot of younger fans that watch this that may have heard of Macho Man through the Slim Jim commercials and everything, but how big of an impact did he really leave on the wrestling business and on yourself? Well, as far as today's theme goes, uh, the, the bullying campaign that we got going, we're kicking it together. Uh, every time you've seen the Macho Man in some kind of social setting where he was on television outside of the wrestling ring, he was always surrounded by kids, whether it was signing autographs, hoisting one of them up onto his shoulders. I'm sure if he were alive today, he would... Uh, very likely be here with the uh, kicking it, bullying, uh, the bullying kicking it, sorry. Uh, because he was a very big supporter of just having fun and being safe all around, you know. 
So, I mean, that's one of the things that kind of rubbed off on me, him being my idol growing up, the Macho Man Randy Savage is one reason that I am a professional wrestler today. So I like to take everything that I could from him. Even though I never got to meet him face-to-face, I did get to talk to him on the phone several times. He was a really cool person. And just by talking to him, I could hear just – he was just an all-around nice guy. I wish I could have met him, though. But, yeah, I, I'm, I have no doubt about it that he would be here today if he, uh, if he could. Kicking it. That's bullying, by the way. And you're showing inspiration, a fellow Jersey boy yeah, you know, from Freehold. Yes, you're yeah. from Elizabeth, if I'm not oh, mistaken. not too far away. And you did get to work with one of your idols, the nature boy, Ric Flair. Yes. What was that like, coming up from the indies, you know, busting your butt, working really hard, really showing hard work pays off, getting into a program with Ric Flair, and also being able to get a couple wins over him? Right, right. Uh, to sum it up, that was probably the greatest day of my life. And uh, like I keep trying to tie everything into the bullying theme today. Uh, Ric Flair uh, was another one of my idols, and I could have never been a, a professional wrestler if it weren't for him, if it weren't for going to school, studying, staying focused. And, uh, you know, a little side note, my parents told me, you know, if your grades aren't right, then uh, you can't be a professional wrestler. So uh, my grades always had to be, you know, kept up. And as far as uh, being in school, I'm talking about grades, uh, everybody who's gone through the school system has seen somebody bullied or they've been a part of it. And uh, I think it's real cool that we got this whole bullying, we're kicking it together thing going on because I think that's the number one thing about bullying. There's not one just person can get rid of it. It takes a group, and uh, we got to kick this thing together. And with bullying, a lot of kids sometimes they do suffer some setbacks and everything. Yeah. What could you recommend to them that get through all that? Because it is tough. I mean, when you're a kid, sometimes you don't know what to do. Sometimes you can't talk to your parents, Sometimes, or you feel like you can't disclose something to a teacher right. what's the best advice you give to kids that are being bullied or see bullying the best advice i can give is uh don't you, you you can't hold this to yourself and like you said sometimes it's hard to talk to certain people it's hard to tell a teacher because maybe the bully will find out maybe it's hard to even talk to your parents unfortunately i, I would hate to have a situation where it'd be hard to go to your parents for something but there's always somebody out there that you can talk to and Please, if you see bullying or you're a part of it, find that one person that, that's just easy for you to talk to and let them know as fast as you can. Well, Jay Lethal, definitely an inspiration. Where can fans find you online? Uh, this is the age of social networking and social media, so I, I, I have everything. I have a Twitter, which is The Lethal J. I have a website, thelethalj.com. I have a Facebook, The Lethal J. That seems to be the theme, right? So, I mean, there's just go to Google and type in The Lethal J. Actor. Martial artist Marin Cove here at the Action Martial Art Mega Weekend. And, sir, what brings you here today? Well, it's always an interesting group here. And, you know, my friends uh, Cynthia Rothrock and Mike White and, and Kevin Sorbo. And, you know, I, I really enjoy myself here. And Alan Goldberg is just a great host, wonderful host. And you get a chance to see kids compete. And it's very surreal when you see kids on a red mat. They keep reliving the Karate Kid days, you know, as John Kreese. But in general, it's just a very comfortable event. It's very spiritual. It's kind of fun. And uh, I think it touches upon a lot of good social issues, this event, you know, oddly enough. How have you used martial arts to combat bullying in your life, and how can fans do that as well? Well, I have not, you know, I, technically I was bullied when I was seven years old by one kid. And, and what we did is we went right to the principal. principal went to the police, and I think he robbed me for 50 cents in the seventh grade. And then what happened was... Um, we got him to juvenile aid court, and then his mother pleaded with my mother to please drop the charges and she'll take care of him. And ultimately, this kid became my best friend. And I had two more years in the junior high. So it's kind of an unusual story. 
but you know, I've worked with Sue Ellen Freed, and we go around to different cities. We've been to Cincinnati and um, Beverly Hills High and uh, St. Louis and Chicago, and she talks about anti-bullying and her technique and two books she's written about it. And um, I, you know, Columbia gave me the clearance to come in and use my gi and show the scenes. I'm bullying people in the tournament and all that, the sweep the leg, the no mercy stuff. And um, so she talks about uh, emotional bullying and verbal bullying and cyber bullying and physical bullying. And then she even talks about this bullying in cinema. And then all of a sudden they click on those scenes and then I come barreling in from the back of the auditorium in my black gi and the kids go crazy. And we talk about it. Um, I was just speaking about if you have a martial arts background, you will treat bullying if you're bullied. You will treat it as an offensive, as an offense, as a defensive art. Well, John Kreese in the Karate Kid, he experienced it and um, procured it as a uh, offensive sport. So if you are, you know, you have whatever, you know, black belt, whatever you have as a, as a belt, whatever you're um, possessing at the time. There's an inner confidence not to use violence when you are a martial artist. And you know you have it to use. And the bully knows it as well. And whether you stand up to him physically, or you stand up to him passively, or you actually agree with him and say, you know, you're right, my ears are kind of big. You know, <laughs> i got to take care of that, you know? And you dismiss it. He's got no platform to prey on you because the people watching him, which they're as much responsible as he is, uh, the bystanders that he's showing off to, they have nothing to laugh at because the victim has taken off. The target has walked away. So it's the true solution of bullying is it helps being a martial artist. I haven't come across in all my travels the true solution of bullying because it's been going on since the days of Rome and Greece. You know, I can only visit schools and sort of, you know, I mean, I'm the ultimate, the, you know, I'm the, the bully of the martial arts world. Darth Vader is the bully of the sci-fi world. Here with the legendary actor and martial artist, Kerry Tagawa. How you doing, sir? I'm doing well. Thank you. A little <laughs> tired, but um, it was really satisfying to be here. Of course, this is a martial arts mega weekend. Mm -hmm. Briefly, how did martial arts come into your life? Because obviously that's something that's just defined you throughout your career. Well, I didn't start my formal studying until 11, but I would say my martial arts training began when I was six, when I moved from Turkey. Tokyo to North Carolina and had to figure out how am I going to survive this mess I think we're the only Japanese family to be in the south in 1955 and my dad was in the US Army from Hawaii so it was all very new it was kind of situation that martial artists find themselves in a spontaneous moment not being prepared and how to figure out something very quickly and in terms of bullying and, and what I've signed on to be part of with you guys, I'm very, very, uh, yeah, it's, it's something that's very dear to my heart in that I began my history in America having to deal with that energy. But I would just say to kids that are being bullied, there's something that we can do, and I would like to help teach some tools to do that. One of the biggest things is that Anybody being bullied needs to find the strength within themselves. And it's a little bit hard when you don't have a lot of leadership or guidance or parents don't have time. It's something that kids have to end up figuring out by themselves. And it's hard to do for anybody at any age to figure out something they know nothing about. 
except fear. And so fear is at the key of it. What I teach is how to deal with that fear and be more creative. Bullying is not very creative. It's about the lowest level of, of any kind of experience or interaction with somebody. It's very ignorant, in fact. And, and more than likely, kids that are bullying have been bullied themselves. So they're only, they're only kind of acting things out. It's not like they consciously think like, oh, I want to grow up to be a bully. They just naturally are. They don't understand it. I think it takes diffusing from both sides. But for those that are being bullied, understand that it's about the fear and there's something you can do about it.